Real people, real opinions, real talk radio. The multi-award-winning Niall Boylan Show. Classic hits. But first today... It is a, a great day for science. It is a great day for humanity. When you realize that uh, your vaccine has a 90% effectiveness, that's overwhelming. You understand that uh, the hopes of billions of people and millions and uh, businesses and hundreds of governments that were felt on our shoulders, now we can uh, credibly try them. I think we can see light at the end of the tunnel. Now, this news actually came out yesterday during the show, if you were with us, um, around about halfway through the show. The news filtered through uh, that Pfizer have a 90% effective vaccine in play and it looks like it's going to be delivered in some way, shape or form uh, this year before the end of 2020 and more so then in 2021. Of course, it's caused a huge amount of controversy, as you can only imagine, and a lot of chat online and so on. But Ireland is in line to receive more than 2 million doses of the vaccine if approved under the terms of a collective supply deal between nego- uh, being negotiated by the EU with Pfizer. Now, an Irish Times report Report, a proportion uh, reports should I say a proportion of these doses could be made available by the end of this year if ultimately emergency authorization is given by regulatory bodies. Uh, public health officials cautiously welcomed the news yesterday that a vaccine is being developed by Pfizer and could be more than ninety percent effective. While airline and hotel stocks soared on the announcement, this is a powerful announcement. Uh, the National Public Health Emergency Team members described the drug giant's announcement based on limited data uh, from phase. Three three trials as, and I quote, a good first step, but said they awaited more detailed information being published. Chief Medical Officer Dr Tony uh, Houlihan said officials needed to see reliable data made available by to regulators and published in the scientific literature. He said we're hopeful, but it's certainly not a time for celebration. For the love of God, is there ever a time for a bit of celebration? It's so negative. Uh, He said, adding that people needed to stick to the basic public health measures. We know. Uh, Take a listen to this message. Sorry, but it's just so negative all the time. Uh, Take a listen to a message uh, we received yesterday evening over uh, on our Facebook page in regards to this vaccine. As you can imagine. Uh, there were huge amounts of uh, messages about this through our email to the Nile Boiling Show, to the Facebook, Twitter and all the rest of it. It says, hi there, can you please talk about the prospect of vaccine uh, that will end this pandemic, the vaccine that will end this pandemic? Since, it's, uh, since the news has broken, I am sick of my Facebook and Twitter timeline being full of people saying they will not take a vaccine. Uh, for, and I quote, a virus that is less deadly than the flu. Uh, I truly believe these keyboard morons will be the reason we have uh, rolling lockdowns for the foreseeable future if we do not embrace and take the vaccine when it becomes readily available. In order for us to end the pandemic, I think it should become mandatory, especially when it comes to travel. Uh, Just as for many uh, years you've had to show that you're vaccinated against smallpox to travel uh, or to different countries, I think you should have to show that you have been vaccinated against COVID-19 if you want to leave the country. Uh, Can you please bring this idea up on your show? It says, well, what do you think of that person's message? Uh, It's caused a bit of a storm, as I saw on social media, even to that person's message and all the replies. And today I want to talk about uh, that day when, I suppose, a vaccination is available and that day is coming soon unless something really uh, unusual comes along uh, in between... uh, 
that news breaking yesterday and I suppose Christmas or early 2021 um, should it be mandatory when it comes to travel maybe other things as well uh, I know the conversation on mandatory vaccinations strikes a chord with many people as they do not like the idea of being forced to get a vaccination now I know there will be anti-vaccination people out there who will still believe the vaccines do more harm than good and not only this one but other vaccine vaccinations as well <coughs> excuse me as well but the question today is uh, once the vaccination becomes available should it be made mandatory for travel reasons so if you want to leave the country uh, or come in and out of other countries uh, particularly around the EU uh, because that's who we're attached to do you think that it should be mandatory 87 or 1850 and to go a step further than that as well should it maybe be mandatory uh, for other reasons because if they're going to bring it in for travel surely it become, could become mandatory uh, for other things like uh, getting certain jobs um, it could be a requirement um, as you're applying for a job that you show you're vaccinated uh, sort of an immunisation passport I suppose uh, is what it's been referred to at the moment uh, from a travel perspective and for domestic purposes as well so do you think we'll stick with that question for the moment do you think that uh, once this vaccination becomes available it should be mandatory for travel reasons uh, 87 on text or WhatsApp or 1850 410 is the number of course to give us a shout Eddie you're live in Classic Hits how are you Eddie? I'm well, how are you? I'm not so bad at all. I get the feeling there's a lot of people out there who are saying, I ain't taking this thing. What about you? Well, no, I, I won't be taking it. And I'm, I'm actually surprised that, that in this day and age that people stupid enough or, or ridiculous enough to think that a government can mandate what we do with our own bodies. I mean, we just went through a referendum where the pro-choice brigade, where it's my body, my choice, but we all seem to have uh, disregarded that now for this supposed vaccine. Uh-huh. So, so what are your fears then in relation to a, a vaccine in, 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 the, in the first place, let alone well, a mandatory well, vaccine? Let's, well, let's, let's get it right for it. This vaccine they're looking to have is, um, first of all, they're saying that they're looking for it to be introduced as an emergency use. Yeah. Right, so they, all the studies are not done. The studies are not published. Uh they haven't proven anything other than they've said it's 90% effective. So what what about the 10%? Well, I think probably the news yesterday and a lot of people were commenting on it in that when when a company comes out with this information, they don't exactly have all the medical uh, research and intricacies of it available immediately, but that we would hope will come out now in the coming days, that we will see exactly. I mean, there were some news yesterday, there were some reports yesterday as to how many people were in the uh, in the mix with regard to the research and so on, and how many got it and didn't and all that kind of stuff. But that finer detail will hopefully come out in the coming weeks. If it does, and you go, okay, these guys seem to know their stuff, they're very experienced scientists, um, and this thing does kind of look safe. Will that change your mind? Or what do you need for it to no, change it your mind? Who mandates what I do with my health? Well, no one or yet. Nobody. But you, you and other people on the media all seem to think that it's now okay for a government to dictate where we no. go, how we go. Well, so, well, for not, a second, Eddie, I'll, I'll, I'll stop you there. I don't think so. Well, uh, no, Mike, I think you do. You, you, I think even just listening to you on the radio after, over the last couple of days, you, have, you will have no, absolutely no problem with this being mandated. Uh, well, you couldn't be more uh, wrong, Eddie, because I don't think it should be ma- it, it should be mandatory. Certainly, without all the information at hand, I, I don't believe a mandatory. No, but even with the information, what, who says 
like, if that's the case, why don't we just go around and tell everybody that smokes? Stop your smoking now or we jail you. But because, because the smoking is only going to kill because the smoking is no, only going to no, no, kill no, you. No, no, no. It's not only going to kill you. I was a doorman for 10 years working in bars and pubs. And I, I was in smoking environments for all that time up until Bruton um, got rid of it. So um, I, <laughs> that smoking only kills you argument is rubbish. We, we all know smoking, passive smoking kills millions every year. So that's an absolutely silly argument. Okay, look, so, I, 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 but Eddie, I'll stop you for a second. First of all, you got it wrong. I don't agree with mandatory vaccinations, right? I, I, I have I have thoughts about it, but I, I certainly am coming out today to say I think it should happen. I'm even betwixt and between whether I would take a vaccination or not. I need to see the full information and I need to know what's going on. And I have the same trepidations and concerns uh, when a vaccine is rushed through as everyone else does. But I think at some point we have to we have well, to have well, some form of trust somewhere no, along the well, line if we're going to move why on. Why should we have trust? Why should we trust these people? Be, been, be, um, it, it, was it not just last week where they settled out of court with somebody who got the swine flu vaccine? Sure, yeah. yeah and uh, Previous to that, and there's at least what another hundred cases against them for that. I think I think there are are there eighty cases in Ireland, as far as I remember from reading the story. Okay, uh, oh, so, a, between and, eighty and a hundred cases, and I think there were over one thousand two hundred something like in, that cases in, in Europe versus the millions upon millions of vaccinations that were given. In, but I'm not, South, I'm not I'm not taking away from the very serious. Yeah, uh, and in South Korea at the moment, with the flu vaccine, over forty nine people have died after receiving it. I think we have to just take it that there are going to be some people who get reactions from vaccinations. Oh, right. that, okay. that, that, so, is a, that is a fact. So we're not, we're not on the case that vaccines are safe. They're only safe for a certain amount of people. But, but ultimately, so is that not the decision in life in general? No matter what you take, be it medication oh, or anything. Should it not be, then should it not be your decision whether or not you take the vaccine? Absolutely. But, but, but yeah. we're mixing two things up here. I know, but you're, you're, talk, you're talking about safety of a vaccination versus mandatory vaccinations. Let's leave yeah, vac- mandatory vaccinations aside and just deal with vaccinations in general. And you're saying that if there's a minute chance that 40 to 50 people get a bad reaction to it, that, that vaccination well, shouldn't be rolled out. Is that what you're saying? It definitely won't be 40 to 50 people if you're talking about uh, injecting this stuff into... But what were, the stats with the, what were the stats with the swine flu vaccine? How many vaccinations were delivered, um, that particular type of well, vaccination in, in Europe? Country, and they delivered them after they knew that it was dangerous to kids. Yeah, but I'm just saying, I'm just talking about ratio here. And I'm not taking away from the fact of the, or I'm not taking away from the seriousness of the condition that that child and many other children suffered or the, the hundred odd that may go to court now. But from a ratio perspective, what was it? How many vaccinations were dished out oh, and how no many idea. people got they, bad they, effect? They have, I'm, I'm sure the HSC have the figures on the website. But, but my, po- my, my point is, Eddie, and I'm not trying to, I'm not trying to uh, change your opinion here or say that these vaccinations will be safe or this vaccination will be safe. But at what point do we, do we say, well, look, well, any drug... Sorry, well, once, Eddie, will you let me for one second? What, what I'm saying is any drug out there you, you, you want to read the risks on the leaflet and it says some people will have these effects, right? These are common, these yep. are less common and yep. these are even less common than that. A minute and, proportion of the, a minute, um, and, amount of the population the, will get it. But, but somebody does. The difference is, Mike, in this country, you have to go looking for that leaflet, right? Mm-hmm. In the States, they tell you up front what it's going to do. Not only what it's going to do, but how many per thousand will die of this or how many per thousand will have this reaction. Yeah. Over here, you not get that. You don't get that unless you go looking for it. And even when you go looking for it, it's in that tiny little print. 
Now, I'll, I'll, as regards to mandatory vaccination for, for this supposedly killer pandemic, um, that's another hope as well. It's not the killer they made it out to be. All the models were wrong. And in fact, they're still proven to be wrong. And uh, like, if you look at it, this, our numbers have gone up since, I think, um, June, from 22,000 to over 60-something thousand. And during that time, we've had about an extra, what, 170 deaths, even though the numbers have doubled now on their deaths, not caused or, or not necessarily cold yeah, I, I, listen, I, I understand it all believe me Eddie I have read this and read this and read this and looked at every single report going I've been as obsessed with this as you so don't for a second think that I'm some champion of every restriction going I'm not uh, but I'm on but, to discuss I'm on to would, discuss the vaccination yeah, and, and, why, would, and, and, why would people think that you have to force people to do this to travel why would you have to do that why we but, don't force other people to do anything as, as regards that smallpox thing yeah. Where do you need that smallpox vaccine? Well, travel? I know when I went travelling, I had to have a whole host of vaccinations to get into various countries. Um, well, I, I, no. I, had to go to the, I had to go to the Tropical Medical Bureau. I had to get a vaccination for polio, to get a vaccination for this, that and the other. Yellow fever, I think it was. No, 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 and no. I had to show that vaccination passport when I went into various countries. I think it was what? China. And uh, I can't remember another... Oh, there we go, China. An, another of, another the, Southeast the Asia country as well. Everything. Hmm? China, the land that's given us all these... Yeah, it wasn't, it, it, it wasn't just China, though. I'd have another vaccination well, going well, into well, India. I've extensively travelled, and I've never, ever had to have anything... Where, that's oh, I know, but have you, have you been to somewhere where there was an outbreak of a tropical disease? Of a tropical disease? Yeah. And you have to have a vaccination to go in there? I had to have a vaccination to go in there. I'm telling you that it. for a fact, and that was in 2007. That, now, whether it's changed or not, I don't know. A legal requirement. It was a requirement to get into the country, yes. I had a to show it. A legal requirement to enter that country? Uh, 100%. I'm not making it well, up. I had to go to the Tropical Medic Bureau to get it. Yeah, yeah. Is, that not, is there not a difference between that for your safety? Rather no, than no, no. It was required. It was required on entry in the border. I'll check it up. I'll check oh, it up. That's a new one for me. I, I haven't heard that one, especially not for China. I'll look it up. I'll look it up. Yeah, it yeah, was a long time ago. As I said, Mike, this, this time last year in our hospitals for this supposed bad pandemic, According to the IMO list, there was a hundred or the six hundred and seventy-six people waiting to get into a hospital bed on trolleys, waiting to get into a hospital bed. As of last week, there were two hundred and seventy-four people this year. Right? You explain to me where is this pandemic? Well, you see, this is where we're going to go around in circles, Eddie, because I, I understand where you're coming from. When we look at the figures and, and what, what ultimately happens then is when, when you know, if you look at Gompert's curve and all that, I get it. It goes up, it goes down. I've been asking the question all along. Well, considering that some nations didn't even do anything or put any measures in, they still seem to have the same effect that it comes down exactly and all that. I understand that. But the problem then is we are well, not the problem. Maybe it's a success. I don't know. But that ultimately, no matter what happens now in December, should the uh, transmission come down, should the hospitalizations come down, what's going to be said by those in power? It is that the measures have worked, that the lockdowns well, have worked. But we, we but, but, but we simply don't. We simply don't figure. know. We simply we do, don't know. We have the exact same figures from the places. That yeah, but we down. don't know whether it was coming down naturally. But we saved a few people, or we would have. You know, more people would have died. It's very. It, 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 it's kind of more complicated than just saying it's a lie. Well, no, it's not really. It's, that's exactly what it is. Because all the, the modelling that was originally done was based on a lie. Literally based on a lie. The English one was the one that the Americans used, which was also based on a lie. 
So, so uh, hold on. Projections weren't necessarily based on a lie. Now, whether those projection, projections didn't come to be is a different story. But I mean, hypotheses is hypotheses. It doesn't mean it's going to. It doesn't mean it's going to actually become fact. If you know what I mean. If you if you haven't changed it, even though you knew it was wrong the first time, but you're still going. And yeah. even in England, I mean, they're, they're locking down again, and. And, and they're still and they're still going on the Imperial College exactly. uh, projections. Even though they know they were wrong. Okay, jo- hold on a second, Eddie. John, you're live in Classic. How are you, John? Too bad, yourself. Not too bad, John. So, okay, so, I mean, we've gone off on lots of tangents and it's always going to happen with this topic. And it's divisive. There's no doubt about it. I don't necessarily agree with locking down countries and all that sort of stuff. I believe there's other ways and there's, there's you know, we should listen to all various opinions and so on. But in relation to, I, I think everyone's just tired at this point. We want to get back to some sort of normality. And when this news came out yesterday about a vaccination that's 90% effective, apparently, it kind of, I even saw a little switch even with the people I would know or speak to to uh, those who might have said, you know what, I'd never get a vaccine that was rushed through. But now it's like, you know what, give it to me if we can just get back to normal. What do you think, John? Well, you see, the first lockdown that we went through, like, I mean, nobody knew what was coming. If you remember the T-shirt he stood, he was over in America at the time, and he projected that there could be about 10,000 people die in this country, right? That frightened the bejesus out of all of us, including myself, right? We thought this Armageddon, like, I mean, is this the end for all of us? What's going to happen, you know? Are we ever going to be the same again? And we've moved on slightly, you know, the second lockdown, you know, and who knows what's going to happen for the, for the new year. But uh, this idea of a vaccine coming out, look, grand, okay, vaccines come out, they come out, uh, right, right, but the thing is, never in the history of medicine has a vaccine that can be been fast-tracked so quickly. And to put it out there on the market now at the moment, I know uh, everyone that I speak to is not going to get it. No, that's only in my circle, right? No, there will be possibly a stampede of uh, a percentage of the population of this country who will actually take it. And they want, because they believe, look, we'll get back to normal and that's it. Now, there's massive money to be made in this, obviously, like I mean, by the pharmaceuticals, yeah. right? But we don't know yet, even if you do get the vaccine, like how long it will actually last. Sure, I know all that. Can I just put this point to you, John? It's something we discussed in the office earlier on. That in relation to, I know people are going to mention big pharma and the money that's going to be made through vaccinations, right? I get that. I fully understand. And not only for Pfizer, but obviously the other companies that come on board to to deliver the vaccine, right? Millions going to be made, 100%. That, that's what happens, right? They're not going to do it for free. No. Uh, well, it would be a different world if they were going to do it for free. Maybe that would be the good thing. But they're not because they have to pay people to do it. Now, my point is this, that fine, there's a, a lack of trust out there when you talk about big big money being made and profit and so on. And people go, oh, well, you know, they're going to bring this out and they're going to make millions from it. No wonder they're rushing it through. However, should Pfizer, should any of those um, companies who are coming out and being transparent by saying it's us, in other words, we know who the people are and the CEO and the companies. Now, should that vaccine fail, I get the feeling those profits would plummet pretty quickly. Would I be right? Well, obviously they would, but I mean... Like the so, thing is, so, I mean so, so do you understand my point in that, you know, they're going to want it to be... They're going to be... I, I, I would imagine they would want to be quite confident that it is safe and effective. Well, well I suppose getting back to his point here, your first caller there, I mean, like we were taught at the start that 99% of people will recover from this, right? So if, you, if 99% of people will recover from... Whatever virus it is, whether it's COVID-19 or whatever, right? And if that amount of people will be in the recovery of it, why would you need a vaccine in the first place if 99% of people are going to get better anyway? Now, as regards the mandatory part of it, right, that will never happen because you would have the boots on the street. And because if it was brought in, it was mandatory, 
How would you implement that now at my price? We, would well, there be an extension of North Korea? You would have to bring out the army. But if I, if, John, if I told you in January 2020 that I guarantee you, John, in six months to, or in three months' time, uh, the guards are going to set up checkpoints and refuse to allow you to cross a county border. You would tell me that, well, it's clearly not going to happen because sure, how would they implement that? That would be the first answer to my question or to well, my well, statement. That, 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 that's easy enough for them to do that. But I know, but the, se- the second one would be, no, people would be out marching and they'd be on the streets. And, you know, it hasn't happened. I mean, the world has changed. So what's well, to they say they couldn't implement this mandatory vaccination and put through legislation? But the thing is, you see, you can't compare light with light. If you're talking about setting up roadblocks, and turning people back and whatever, and you balance that out against actually injecting something. Right. So you, you, you don't think it's a fair comparison. You think people would certainly be up in arms should they should they, they would, tamper with someone's see, body. What will happen, you see, is like I mean, as I said, they, they couldn't go down the mandatory route. That'd be impossible. But what you could find, they can circumvent it, right? So that international flying, unless you've got your COVID-free cert, right? That you've got the, the injection right, against the virus. Health insurance, care insurance. You try to get a child into your, your, your newborn child, get a place in them in school. Have they been vaccinated? No, I don't believe in that. Sorry, there's no place for your child. Starting a new job, you could find, are you COVID three? Have you got yourself? No, I haven't. Sorry, that's the policy here. So in the roundabout way, everything I went through there, in the roundabout way, it could still be mandatory. As you can imagine, a lot of people getting very angry and open arms about this one. The vaccination news uh, hit the world news, I suppose, yesterday and uh, it broke that Pfizer and a German uh, uh, company as well, science company, had uh, come out with a vaccine that's 90% effective, so they say, and some rejoiced, others said, no way, this is getting closer now to the making is take this thing for, you know, a disease that seems to have a death rate that diminishes uh, by the month, um, judging by some of the stats. But we're in a position now in the world, aren't we, where on the one hand you get people saying, well, it only kills such, you know, a certain amount of people and it's a very small amount and they're very old. And then you go, okay, well, you know, you're willing to let it loose then to kill those old people and it's it's it becomes and obviously it doesn't only kill very elderly people, but obviously we, we know a hell of a lot more about it now. But we're in a scenario now where um what kinda you know, governments and that are, are, are caught a little bit and uh, we need a way out of this and that ultimately is the, the most difficult thing. I suppose the easiest part of this whole pandemic was the very beginning and that was shutting everything down and uh, enforcing lockdowns and trying to reduce transmissions and so on and get our health service together. And now it's a little bit more difficult because they're trying to do this living with COVID plan and get out of it, uh, but it's proving a hell of a lot more difficult and it's dividing a lot of people. Uh, anyway, Neve, you're live in Classic Hits. How are you, Neve? Hi, Mike. How are you? Not too bad. So we are in a kind of a predicament, aren't we, Neve? Yeah, um, like is. before, we appreciated that unfortunately viruses, you know, are detrimental to some people, particularly vulnerable people, and so on. Um, that's the case with this virus. Uh, it's a tricky virus. There's no doubt about it. They're talking about long-term uh, COVID and all that. But never have we hyper-focused on death so much in a country in our lives. And that hyper-focusing has certainly led us to a position of difficulty in getting out of this thing. How are we going to get out of it, Neve? Is the vaccine the answer? I don't know. <laughs> that's. The, the ultimate answer. I mean, I'm pro-vaccine. My children are vaccine, vaccinated. Yeah. I'm not, you know, I'm not one of these people that doesn't believe in vaccines. Yeah. But it just seems so quick. You know, it's like they they spend so long telling us, you know, we hear every night, this is a new virus. We're learning every day. We don't know. Yeah. But now suddenly we know. And that's where I, I'm, I'm caught between a rock and a hard place. I, I, I want a vaccine. I want people to be safe. Uh-huh. But 
you know, we're we're humans at the end of the day. You know, I don't want, you know, to, sometimes to these Pfizer type people, we're statistics. Yeah. Oh, well, somebody died. Oh, well. You know, you know, you hear them saying, oh, somebody died on the trial. Oh, well. You know, collateral damage sort of thing. And I don't want to sound like conspiracy theorists because I'm not. I know, I know but, but you know, do you know what, though, Neve? Sorry just to stop you there. I, I, I think we need to look more towards statistics to get out of this thing in a weird sort of way. I think we've gone too far the other way. Because science is data, like data, data, data. But unfortunately, what's happening now is, or you could argue that it's somewhat fortunate that we're having a bit of humanity to it, but data is now mixed up with emotion. And that's Mm. what we can't get out of this because, and I heard someone say it before, I heard a scientist, or I don't actually what, what his position is, but he certainly has a position of power in that he seems to be wheeled out on a lot of media platforms. But this guy broke down the percentage of children who would have, you know, um, a very bad outcome for this disease, right? And he broke it down and he multiplied the millions by the thousands and the hospitalizations and down to, I think it was a 0.02% to which he said something like, that would mean that three children would die in Ireland, right? And the next thing he said was, do you want to kill three children? And that, like, that's data now is gone there. It's, 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 mm. it's, it's emotion. And that's what's driving a lot of this stuff. And if we don't just have the cold data and it's not mixed, you know, and it's mixed up with emotion, I don't think we're ever going to get out of this. But I think it's easier. You know, if you look at the, the vaccines that, you know, 99% of parents take their, their little babies to the doctor when they're six weeks old. Yeah. We know, you know, I never even gave that a second thought walking in because... I felt safe with it because so many millions of children before mine have had it and it works and we know it's eradicated illnesses and we know it works. This one has me a little bit on edge because it just, I just hope the companies aren't glory hunting, that it's not a rush to the finish, Mm, you know, to to see who can get there first because this is going to be mega for them. You know, not even in, in terms of financial, but in terms of the reputation mm-hmm. of being that company that, that did it. The, the company and that saved the world kind of thing, yeah, which is, it's it. already been said, yeah. Yeah, and it, it's like, you know, it just worries me that, that you know, it, it's so soon. And, you know, it's it's less than a year since our first case. And now suddenly they, they're, they're saying that we have this ultimate thing, but yet that we still don't have a vaccine against yeah. things that have been around for years. And also, we don't, we don't seem to have a successful vaccine against any other coronavirus. And I know there's a yeah, lot of we, talk yeah, about flu. flu and, and and compa- yeah. Well, flu is touch and go, but, but certainly it, it, it seems to... I know there's arguments as to how successful it is and certainly how successful it is in different seasons and so on. And, 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 but, but the only thing is a coronavirus versus influenza, they're two different you know, diseases, essentially. So we have to kind of differentiate them to a degree. But the worry, I suppose, you're right, Neve, is that there doesn't seem to have been a success vaccination before for a, for a coronavirus. However, <laughs> and there's always a however, uh, you know, it is 2020 versus when, um, uh, oh my God, it's gone out of my head now, the other coronavirus that did the rounds, which was uh, SARS-CoV-1. Uh, 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 yeah, no, the, the previous SARS, uh, which was around. Uh, and that is some time ago and we don't have the mm. uh, the development and science and so on that we do now, which, you know, oh, is, it makes leaps and bounds every single year. The best brains in the world have worked on this. I'm, I know that. Yeah. And I want to trust it. I do. I, I mean, it'd be hypocritical of me because I gave my son the flu vaccine. 
So, yes, I've got my head up my backside over this vaccine. You yeah. know, it, I want to trust it. I really do. And I really hope to God it works. Okay, you, you, you want to trust it, but let someone else get it first, right? Yeah, if they don't mind, I don't mind waiting to see a couple of million first. Hang on, hang on, Eve, please, because Deirdre and then James. Deirdre, you're live in Classic Kids. How are you, Deirdre? Hello, Mike. Mike, you're all right. Not too bad. How are you, Deirdre? Oh, I'm I'm not so bad. If we could only get rid of this virus. Are you going to roll up the sleeve and say, throw it into me there, quick? I I, I will. Because honest to God, Mike, it's just a total disaster. In In what way? Well, do you know something? Like, knocking down the country, we're all gone. I know there's a virus out there, we know all that. But, I mean, knocking down the country, the country it's, do you know something? It's just driving me round the bend. Yeah. Driving me crazy. It's my mental health is definitely, and, and I never suffer from mental health, but I yeah. tell you, I'm, suff- I'm suffering from it now. I think we all are. I think we all are. I, I'm the same. I'm the, and I said it at the start of the show. Um, and, and, and like there, never have we focused so much on dying mortality yeah. death disease you know and it's 24-7 round the clock and, and it's fine for me I, I, you know I work you know and it's, it's great I've kept my job throughout this I can't I, I was in um, to Boots in Liffey Valley in Lucan yesterday uh, to grab something and obviously the entire shopping centre is closed bar it and a health food shop and I just took a ramble up to the health food shop and I did look around and I thought to myself what are all these people doing all out of a job all shutters down on the shop it's devastating it's just it's just a, you know it's not it's not right and you have Christmas coming up and I don't honestly think will the pubs get open at all oh, so what do we do then Deirdre do, 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 do you say do you say open up? Is it let a rip? What is it? I look at if we all if we all could keep our, if we all could keep our distance and just behave like just behave ourselves. I mean, this can't go on. We can't keep locking down the country the whole time. Mm. Locking down, it, you know. I mean, opening up and then locking down. Okay, but in relation then to the vaccine, so I, I like I. I <laughs> I'm getting a lot of people saying they won't take it, but I'm also getting a lot of people saying I'm somehow championing lockdowns and I'm I'm not real and I don't know what I'm talking about and all that sort of stuff. I have read and read and read all the stats and the curves and all of that sort of stuff. I've become an honorary epidemiologist like the rest of you and an immunologist and all the rest of it. I understand that. But there's no use in, 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 in saying that everything's stupid and open everything up uh, because we just... we. we we simply can't do it and we need a different way out of this and I'm wondering what the way out of this is. So so then, Deirdre, is it the vaccinations and is it just for travel or, or who has to get this vaccination or do we not well, force uh, anybody? Well, probably, probably like, uh, people are, people are travelling. I mean, nobody can go out and go in and get something. Can't even go in and get a cup of tea or sit down. I mean, in this day and age, it's not, it's not on. You know, that you can't go in. If they don't want to sell drinks, that's fair enough that people go in and get something to eat, go into a hotel or go into a restaurant and get something to eat and keep their distance. And, you know, I mean, it's not... It's, do you know something? Do you know what it's like? They might as well... They might as well we're, locked, we're prisoners in our own home. They might as well lock us up and throw away the key. Mm. This is what they're doing. This is what I feel now, or, uh, Mike. It's yeah, just, well... Uh, we've it's a, just unbelievable what's going on. We've another, th- know, we've another three weeks of it. Yeah, and, and we have another three weeks of it, but the government are keeping very quiet about it. Like, a lot of the, the retailers are saying, are they going to open? Will they open up when it comes to the 4th of December? Will there be some other excuse? Yeah, well, we'll see what happens. There were some, there were some uh, sort of, 
I don't know whether it was a leak or, or an insinuation or whatever yesterday uh, that it could potentially be either a level three altered a little bit or to a level two altered a little bit. So whichever, I don't know, two plus one. I mean, they're, they're going to, you can't even go down, you can't even go to Mass. Now, that's bad. You can't even go, and you know, Christmas Day coming up, we won't be able to go to Mass. Mm. I mean, everything's up, everything is online and all this. You have other things, people with cancer and other things that's Oh, I know, I know, I know, I know, I know, I know. But dear, I do have to take a break. I appreciate your call, though. And I want to go to James. I want to play some WhatsApp audio, get a load of your texts as well. Uh, and we're asking about the vaccination, whether it should be mandatory uh, for travel purposes. So whatever about it not being mandatory uh, domestically and that we manage that situation ourselves. But would you be happy in the knowledge that someone coming into Ireland has some sort of immuniz- immunisation passport of some sort that they say, I've had the vaccine, now I can come into the country and you're happy enough for them to do business in the country because everyone's given out about people coming into the country all the time uh, and vice versa would it be fair then to expect someone moving out of the country uh, to have the vaccinations um, look I have to ask the questions we have to figure all this out and uh, take different opinions on board that is what a talk show is all about that's what a phone in talk show is all about uh, but you know just because I don't ex- you know ram your particular opinion uh, out in the airwaves doesn't make me a vaccine pusher I have as many questions as you do about this vaccine and uh, uh, various um, questions certainly or uh, you know I've, I've, I've so many questions but particularly around the mandatory vaccination side of things and uh, whether that would be warranted dangerous or or, or, or other um, but I will continue to monitor what they say uh, what's coming out uh, and particularly the evidence that they have uh, on this vaccine and it's up to all of us to research that and have a look and uh, hopefully we get the chance even to make a decision on it but we'll see what happens James you're live in Classic Kids how are you James? Afternoon to you, Mike. How are you doing? Not too bad. You're live in Classic Kids. What do you think, James? Um, personally, I'm I'm not anti-vaxxed in any way, Mike. Let me just start with that. Um, a couple of weeks ago, my oldest daughter came home with the form for the, the HPV. She's at that yeah. age now, so they were signed. And I drove her down. It was actually great to see so many people getting it, including boys this year. I see that this is the first year that they brought boys on. So I'm not anti-vaxxed in any way. Sure. What I am is anti-mandatory vaccination. Yeah, yeah. Like, I think, I think and, and as Neve said, who always as she has, she has called the voice of reason, I can understand why. I think what it comes down to is the fact that this is new. It's only really four months properly in trials. And, you know, if they turn around in two or three years' time after a lot more research, and, you know, they could say, look, as you said, Mike, people will always have reactions to any vaccine, no matter what it is. Yeah. What I would be worried about is the fact that I know in the US they've allowed them to sort of bypass a lot of the... Uh, I think it's is it the FDA. Yeah, the, the regulatory sort of requirements. Yeah, yeah. They're that usually that lads. usually go on for years. Yeah. Yeah, they're like, lads, get this out. We need to get this out. What I, and you can be also sure as well that you know if you are made get this, you'll go in. You'll be basically made to sign your rights away to say right, you want to travel to Mexico or yeah. Cuba or whatever. Yeah, sign this form. What am I signing? Well, if you get sick, you can't do it. And you can be almost sure that lawyers who are very smart people have all buried this in there and that's that's what, what something I would be worried about as yeah. well long term three or four years down the line if you know if we're going to vaccinate basically the entire population of the planet the bulk of what eight, 8 billion people on the planet you're going to have millions and millions of people tens of millions let's be realistic if they're vaccinating the entire planet you will have people who will have bad reactions to it for whatever reason yeah, yeah. they have reactions to it and then these people will then try and sue the particular manufacturer and realise that they can't. 
So then we're going to have another national scandal in maybe five years' time, like the one we've had recently with cervical check. Mm-hmm. So that's the reason why. I think also was something that John touched on about, you know, in Australia now, um, if your child doesn't have the MMR job, which all mine do, but if it doesn't, you can't put them to school. I know Qantas Airlines now have said basically no job, no flight. Yeah. So what, what's to stop, you know, Europe doing that. Well, you know there's I mean? not, and, and, and it looks like it's sort of creeping that way, I have to say, and, and it is concerning, there's no doubt about it. Um, and I would have the same concerns as you do, and everybody does in relation to mandatory vaccinations, James. Now, I have to say, and I completely understand, and it's not, it's not irrational uh, to be concerned about a vaccine that's come through so quickly. And, you know, we're all, we all have knowledge at our fingertips now, and we can see how, uh, you know, usually it takes so long for vaccinations and, and, um, well, not only to be appro- approved, but to, 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 to be actually developed, sorry? They were saying that because the German government have invested a lot of money in it, it's one of the reasons why that they're, they're making something like 200 million, or 200 million uh, doses available for it. You know, they, they've mm. done this, you know, bulk buying kind of scheme, like, because the German government were involved in it as well. But, you know, I, I, just, just myself now, I travel quite a lot. And I know the first caller was, you were saying to me about that you had to get vaccinations. I know countries like Thailand, Cambodia... Um, Laos, all them countries require the likes of yeah. um, uh, yellow fever. Yeah, that's what I was talking about earlier on. There's some yeah, some yeah. mandatory vaccines in the world for, for, for some countries, but there's legal... Do- J- J- James, I have to go because I have to take a break and I'm dead late no for problem. news. They'll be given out to me. So, James, thanks a million for your call. I appreciate it. Thanks, Th- thanks a million. All the best.